0: Bye.
1: Thank you.
2: Thank you.
3: Peter Dosick of Only Believe Ministries Christian Center in Botkins, Ohio. And I want to invite you to a very special weekend, a Saturday night at 630, that's January the 2nd, and a Sunday morning, January the 3rd at 10 a.m. with my friend at Jesse Duplantis. I want you to come. He's going to preach a word that's going to revolutionize your life. Come on. See, you got, see when you understand that faith is not an option, you've got to do something. You got to say something you know you can't do because you know God can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth you. Saturday night, January 2nd, 6:30, and then January the 3rd, Sunday morning at 10 o'clock. We'll be looking for you because we're expecting God's best.
4: church family. As many of you know, here only believe we have a nursing home ministry. This year, we were thinking maybe we could bless the residents with Christmas cards. Um, a way that we can do this is to get your whole family involved. You can make uh, make cards. You can buy cards. We really don't care how you do it. Just be sure to include Jesus. What you're going to do is you're going to fill those out and you're going to drop them off at the Welcome Center. And if you have any questions, contact me or John and larry Hall. Hey, OBM family it's that time of year again it's our candlelight Christmas Eve service and we want your family to join ours 6 30 p.m. on December 24th we're going to be remembering the beautiful birth of Christ and I can't think of a better time to invite somebody that doesn't know Jesus so we can share the gift of Christ everybody needs a savior I'll see you then
5: all right I did like that snow in front of Pastor Nicole, that was pretty good, wasn't it? That's our technical team right there. Praise God. Welcome to Only Believe. I'm so glad you're in the house today. I know God's got great things in store for you. Thank you for taking time for your business schedule to be a part. I know Pastor has a message in season for you, and it's going to be a great time. Amen? I want to also welcome our first-time guest. If you are a first-time guest, we have these little guest cards in front of you in the pews or on the ledges going up in the risers, if you would just take about 15, 20 seconds, fill it out and drop those off at the Welcome Center, we would appreciate that. That way we can stay in contact with you and let you know what's going on at your church. Also, I want to encourage you right now, um, if you're watching via live stream or by social media, thank you for joining us. We're so glad you're part of our service and you know, uh, God's the same yesterday, today and forever and when he, what he does here, he's going to do today in your home. Or in your residence, wherever you might be watching the service today, I know God's got great things in store, amen. Also, uh, we have a prayer tree that we have put out in the foyer. Uh, we have, uh, we want to be, we want to be praying for needs of our congregation. And here's what we're going to do. We have some cards, if you go to the Welcome Center, ask one of our uh, sister Alexis or someone out there. Uh, we'll make sure you get a card, put a prayer request on there. You don't have to put a name to it if you don't want to. But put what you, put a prayer request on there or something you're believing God for. And we as a staff and a congregation, in the month of January, next month, we're going to be praying for 21 days, believing God for breakthroughs in your life. So if you would, after service, if you just take some time, go to the Welcome Center, get that card. You can put it on the tree yourself. If you don't want to put your name to it, you don't have to. But please do that. That way we can pray with you. And I know the word won't return void. It'll accomplish what it's sent forth to do. And we pray together and use our faith. God will bring you the breakthroughs. Also. Uh, we're so excited to be talking about our small groups, we'll be starting in the month of January, our first semester will begin, we have six great small groups that will be launching, and if you would like to be a part of it, now there's limited space, so we encourage you, you can go to our website, find out about the small groups, you can go to the Welcome Center, find out about the small groups as well, but we have an iPad out at the Welcome Center, if you would just fill it out, and if you have interest in, in participating in one of the small groups, you can just simply put your name in there and make sure you're one of the 12 that get part of those groups. Uh, we're just so excited about today's service. We're 12 days away from Christmas. I love this time of year. I love the Christmas music. I love walking through uh, different shops and just seeing the Christmas trees and get a chance to celebrate this, the birth of our Savior, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Are you believing God for great things today in, your, in this today's service? All right, let's stand to our feet right now. Let's give God praise as Pastor Ashley and the others begin to worship the Lord.
0: stirring you're the life for your sons and your daughters eyes are open to the unseen and my faith is arising within me so bless the lord now sing it out
2: loud come and give the lord his glory you're calling me deeper deeper still you're calling me deeper deeper still so i'm going deeper your love because your love keeps going deeper deeper still you're calling me deeper deeper still so i'm going deeper deeper still into your love into your
6: I never knew Oh, but then he came along Then you came
2: along And put me back together And every desire is now satisfied
6: song for you. A beautiful Christmas song. The season. Amen. What a beautiful moment. I I challenge you through this next song. the song we all know. Mary, did you know? To sit and just reflect on the beauty of Christ's birth.
0: your baby boy would someday walk on water Mary did you know that your baby boy would save our sons and daughters did you know that your baby boy has come to make you This child that you delivered will soon deliver you. Mary, did you know that your baby boy would give sight to the blind? Mary, would you know that your baby boy storm with your hand did you know that your baby boy has won The blind will see, the deaf will hear, the dead will live again, the lame will speak, the dumb will speak.
4: Thank you, music team. That was beautiful. What a wonderful Christmas tune we heard this morning. Great worship service. So it's giving time. I'd only believe. I, f- I feel like i got to follow that up. What in the world? Hello? Let's, let's do something this morning. Let's just stand back to our feet. Because I want to tell you, a couple weeks ago, pastor taught a message on Thanksgiving and praise. I'm going to push you. Because I'm going to tell you that it's only active if we activate it. It's only good if we practice what we're taught. Amen? We're not allowed to be hearers only, but we're called to be doers of the word. So I'm going to ask you 30 seconds. Trust me, that's not much. I'm giving you endurance here. 30 seconds. Maybe the next time I get up, I'll ask for a minute. 30 seconds for you to give praise to God and thanksgiving for things he's done in your life and for what you know him for. Come on, let's give him praise. Father, you are Jehovah. got to sing that song again. Come on, I'm talking to you. God never gets sick of praise happening in your heart. Praise is a condition of your heart. Will you release your faith in a language that can change your life, that will change your situation? Praise is a language. Okay, sit down. Now that right there I'm going to tell you is what you can do in every situation of your life when it seems dark, when it seems like you can't go forward, when it seems like there's no hope, that's what you practice. As we praise the Lord, Dad read Psalms 23.1, and I'm telling you when he read it, it just stuck out to me different than I've ever heard it before, and it said... The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Now this is David, he's a psalmist, a king, the little red-headed boy you hear about that killed Goliath. But when David said, the Lord is my shepherd, he identified God. In your situation today, will you identify God as the one who can fix it? The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I shall not want. Then he tells who God was. Who God was in this situation. And then he says what God was going to do. He maketh me lie down. Right? We know the scripture. We've heard it over and over. But you're saying, how does this have to do with finances? Because my challenge is today. This is what dad said that challenged me. He said, When you praise God, your language gives praise to the Lord for what you know him as. What have you identified God in your life as? There were some of you out there today that said he was your healer. Some of you said, thank you God, Jehovah Rapha, for you touched me and I'm no longer sick and diseased. Some of you said, thank you that you provided for the electric this week. Some of you said, thank you for saving a wretch like me. See, we all have a different identification of what God has done in our life, but I'm asking you to go a step further. Because what you did today was you identified who God had been in your life and what he had done. But faith declares who God is without seeing the evidence. So how does this apply? What I'm saying is, if you've never seen God as your provider, grab it from the word. Identify who he is. Because whether you've seen it or not doesn't mean it comes to pass. Whether you claim the identity or not declares whether he'll be provider in your life. See, when Abraham went to the hill with Isaac, his only son, to give him as a sacrifice There was no lamb. It was Isaac that was going to be sacrificed. But that day, when Abraham, I don't know, I'm just making up the story in my mind. I'm a very visual person. I'm seeing him. He's got Isaac strapped down to the altar. He's got the knife up. And then he goes, did I see something? Did I? Oh, wait, 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 wait. And went and pulled the shrub back, and there was a ram for the sacrifice. Abraham didn't go up to sacrifice, no we. He said, the Lord shall provide. He had already identified that God's going to do something above and beyond what I can think, what I can imagine, or what I can even believe. That day, God became Abraham's provider. For that day, for the future, and for every generation to come. And that's you and I. Will we identify him as the provider? Or are we still trapped in the thought pattern and putting our trust in a boss, in a parent? Oh, the grandparent, that's an easy ticket. Oh, I've seen that one happen. I said the other day, one of, one of the kids are believing for something. And I said, and said, so to seed. And Papa was like, what are we gonna do to make that happen? I said, we ain't gonna do nothing to make that happen we're not gonna cripple a child's faith. We're gonna let her faith work and let God do above and beyond anything we could ask or imagine. Because see, one day I'm gonna be gone. He's gonna be gone. And there's only one provider left that you can count on and that's Jesus. It don't matter what an economy looks like. It don't matter who's in the presidential seat. I'm telling you, you are God's child and you shall not want. But if you don't identify God as your need meter. Every stock and bond you have could go crashing to the ground. It doesn't matter. I shall not want. So stand to your feet. Now I'm telling you, I would just encourage some of you that you might need to praise your way to the offering bucket today as you give your tithe. Because he who is faithful in little will bring much. Amen? Let's pray. Father, I just thank you, Lord, that today... Father, we identify you as the great and mighty provider. Jehovah Jireh. Father, the one that goes against everything that the world says. Everything. The economy doesn't have to be right. Our job doesn't have to be perfect. The jobs that we're scheduling don't have to come in at the exact time. But God, we put our faith and our trust in the things that are not seen because we know the identity of our God. Father, we trust you, and we put our confidence in you, knowing that that which you said is true. It is true, and it's on that that we stand and rely today. Father, I thank you that as we give, you shall give it back to us. God, as that we are faithful with the little that you've given us, you shall give us much. Father, I thank you that you bring our hearts into submission with what the Word says about money. Father, for everything that we have is yours. Use it in your way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. You can bring your tithes and offerings today. The globe in the middle is for overseas missions today. And if that's yours, you're more than welcome to put in there.
3: Hallelujah! want to remind you last week, and we want to continue to do this uh, just until clarity comes, uh, that we are fasting. I'm going to fast Monday, Wednesday, and thir- uh, Friday. I'm just asking you to fast up to 3 o'clock, and uh, that you do uh, no breakfast, no lunch. You need to take something for your medication, please do so, but... We're on a fast that that which is hid will be unveiled. You might say, well, you know, too little, too late. Well, at least it's a little. And it's not always too late. And it's never, ever displeasing to God when we use our faith. Amen. Sometimes people think that, you know, their miracle pleases God. No, miracles don't please God. Faith pleases God, whether we get miracles or not. Amen? And uh, so I'm going to ask you to join me. Also, I'm asking you that this COVID virus would just be broken over the United States and that we would just see a drastic turnaround right now. Now, next month in January, I'm going to be talking and preaching about Uh, the uh, antichrist what does this COVID and all of this economical thing have to do with the antichrist and the coming apocalypse that is going to hit a godless world well I'm going to be talking about that uh, next month so uh, please if you know people that are interested in that uh, get them in here but today is a day that we're going to preach on his name shall be called his name shall be called and if you'll go to Isaiah 7 14 hallelujah Jesus was the king of kings he was the head of all principalities and powers he was God in the flesh yet he came to serve all men it would be nice if we as Christians would step into greatness and do the same. And when I say that, it simple, I mean this, that life is not about you. You might have that worldly concept that it's just about you and yours and your for no more, but life is not about you. Life is about you determining to be a servant to another. Amen? And that no matter what we're going through does not hinder us, nor limit us, nor separate us from those that need served. Yep, hallelujah. So, Isaiah 7, 14. Now, we're not going to be able to go back over everything we went back over last week where this... Prophecy that is given to Isaiah really refers to Isaiah's son. And we found all of that out last week. But then we see where it switched and it is applied in a double manner. It's a twofold meaning, it's a plural revelation for the time present and for the time to come. Then it talks about the birth of Christ. It says, Therefore, the Lord Himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel, Emmanuel. Now, can we couple that with Matthew 1, 18? Matthew 1, 18. Uh, Up until this time, Isaiah, 735 years before the birth of Christ, and the prophets thereof, Believe that it only applied to the son of Isaiah, born of a prophetess, that he went in and knew. It doesn't say that he married her. It doesn't say anything. It just says that he went in, knew this prophetess, and she bore a child. And before the child cried, Ahaz the king in the kingdom of Judah was destroyed by Syria and Ephraim. That's what we talked about last week. And it says, now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise, when as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privately. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, don't fear to take Mary, thy wife. For that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Next verse. And now all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord, by the prophet Isaiah, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth the Son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is being interpreted god with us. So we want to talk about who Jesus is. His name shall be called. Pastor Nicole re, uh, referred to some of, that some of you know Jesus as a Savior. Some of you know him as a cuss word. Some of you know him as a figment of mythism. Some of you know him as a healer. Some of you know him as someone that is closer than a friend. Some of you know him as his true identity was. But we want to talk about Emmanuel, God with us. Somebody say, God with us. All righty, let's go to Mark, the 16th chapter, verse 16 through 20. The reason I'm reading these scriptures and that we can get them in is that it's, It's easy to go ahead and quote all these, but we really need to understand about what they're saying. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not is already damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils, they shall speak with new tongues, and they shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, It shall not hurt them, and they shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. So then, after the Lord had spoken unto them, he was received up into heaven and sat on the right hand of God. And they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. Somebody say amen. Now notice that it says that the Lord went with them. They saw miracles. They saw signs and wonders. We know they saw devils come out of people. But nevertheless, Jesus was with them. Sometimes we are totally oblivious to Jesus being with us. We are oblivious to his presence. We are oblivious to what he's willing to do or why he even come to be with us. Good again, amen, absolutely. But Jesus was God in the flesh, Emmanuel, and every time we mention his name, it should remind us God is with us. Now to confirm some of these things, if we went to John 3, 2, it would say this, that Nicodemus, which was a Pharisee, He was a keeper of the synagogue. He saw Jesus, and he began to ask Jesus about kingdom things. And then he says this. He says, I know that God is with you because no man... Somebody say, no man. Now understand when God becomes dwelling in or joined to an individual, a common man... When he becomes joined with him through the new birth, now he says, I know that God is with you because no man, no man could do the things that you do except God was with him. Now that tells me something. It tells me that there is a reservoir of supernaturalness available to those that have a mindset that God is with us. And if we will tap into that, that we will not just live like mere men. We won't live like mere men. I've had people tell me, well, you know, I just lost it. I just, well, that's not a mere man. That is a man. But when you are empowered and enabled by Christ, and you understand that he is in you, God is with you, that there is a place that you can reside that you do not live out of yourself. Discouragement is something that belongs to the old man, not to the new man. Hello, come on, somebody. A joylessness, depression, discouragement, downcast, Hopelessness, these are statements and these are identities that have to do with someone who doesn't have God with them. Amen. So that we should be the light of the world, not a broken light bulb. Couldn't get an amen. Now, I understand that people are broken. I understand that people have problems but also we ought to be discovering how to tap into the God that is with us unless he's just an observer, an accountant, someone that's keeping record of what we do and what we don't do, but that's not God. Amen. We will be known by our good works. Joylessness, depression, discouragement, downcast, hopelessness, those are not the works of God. They are not the thing. What is the work of God is when you are in the midst of the hardest place of your life and you throw back your head and begin to laugh because you know that God is going to bring you through no matter what you got to go through. Amen. Hallelujah. And so we are to live as people that have God with us. Nicodemus said, no man can do what you're doing except God be with you. Can I go to John the 10th chapter, verse 36 through 38? Now I'm bringing these points out so that you and I can understand some things about the plan of God. And it says, say ye of him, whom the Father hath sanctified and sent into the world, thou blasphemest because I said I am the Son of God? If I do not the works of my Father, believe me not. But if I do, though you believe not, believe the works that that ye may know And believe that the Father is in me and I in him. God was with Jesus and he attributed him to a life that was higher than the common quote unquote Christian declaration. You've heard the old saying, the proof is in the pudding. Well, a lot of us have pudding that has no taste. A lot of us have pudding that it just doesn't do what it's supposed to do. How many ever had, uh, uh, what do you call that stuff, banana pudding? Have you ever made it with the banana pudding that is in those little cups? Or do you make it out of the mix? You make it out of the mix. That stuff coming out of that little cup is nothing but a hypocrite. It has nothing to do with banana pudding. It's not going to take them graham crackers or whatever they are. Uh, Tastes good. It sucks. I'm just telling you, it sucks. And believe me, when I get a craving... I'm going to eat something that looks like, supposed to look like, or I have imagined that's going to be good. Well, that does not work, so don't waste your money in doing it. Now, let's go to John 17, 5 through 6. I know it's a lot of scripture, but that's okay. We've got the doors locked and you're here until we're done. Now watch, Jesus is praying for you and I. And now, O Father, glorify Thou me with Thine own self, or of who You are with me. Glorify with the glory which I had with Thee before the foundation of the world was. I have manifest Thy name unto the men. What was the name that Jesus manifested? Father, Jehovah. Jehovah-Rapha, Jehovah-Jireh. Every miracle that Jesus did was revealing who God was to mankind. He was a light to those that sat in darkness. Amen? And it says of the world, thine they were, and thou hast given them to me as they have kept thy word. Next verse. And now... They have known that all things whatsoever thou hast given me are of thee. And I have given unto them the words which thou hast given me, and I have received them. I have known surely, they have known surely that I have come out from thee, and they have believed that thou didst send me. I pray for them. Watch the prayer. I pray not for the world, for, but for them which thou hast given me, for they are thine, and all are mine and thine and thine are mine, and I am glorified in them. Next verse. And now I am no more in the world, but these are in the world, and I come unto thee, Father, keep thou them through thy own name whom thou hast given me, that they may be... When do we become one? At the new birth. Jesus says, they in me, I in them, and them in you. Bucket in a bucket and water in all buckets, yet it's still holding water. Now, Jesus said, God, I pray that you would make them one as you and I are one. In other words, God, let them realize that is, you were with me, I am with them. And that which you did with me, I will do with them. Remember the works that I do, they, they are of the Father. What did Mark, the 16th chapter, verse 19 and 20 say? Jesus went with them. And they did signs and wonders. Uh, could I have verse... What verse was I on? Was that 21? Okay, let's go to verse 19. 18, I'm sorry. And thou hast sent me into the world, and so have I also sent them into the world. How did Jesus come into the world? The Father in him. All right, verse 21. And... They all may be one as thou, Father, art in me and I in thee, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me. Now Christ is in us. We need to be mindful of what that means. Jesus was seen as not an ordinary man. Because his responses were not as common people's responses. He loved his enemies. He prayed for those that despitefully used him. He spread joy, hope. He spread breakthrough, deliverance. He spread healing. He spread blessing. And that's what you and I are supposed to do people do not need to know us as the needy and the discouraged. No, they need to know us as those who have God with them. See, when God reconciled us, he made a great exchange. He took the old man away and put in the new man and we have to make sure that we live in that divine exchange. Could again get an amen? amen? Now, let me say this. Jesus can be with you, but never have access to you. In other words, Jesus can be in the house, and the presence of the Lord be there to heal everybody, but only one gets it. Only one gets it. Why? Because to receive what Jesus is waiting to supply. Remember, he meets all of our needs according to his riches, the glory that he had before the world began. He meets all of our needs according to his deity. Before his virgin birth. So in other words. He meets all of our needs. And no matter where we are. Since he is with us. Our needs are met. By the faith. That is released. In him. That's what happened. When Jesus came. And they broke up the. roof and let this man down when Jesus saw their faith what did Jesus give them I gave them who the father was because he was with me the works that I do I do because the father is with me I'm. 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 I. I can hear Nikki saying, "You're going over their head," but I, I'm really not. Uh, so we have to receive by faith. God is with us, and nothing happens unless faith is released, unless Jesus is called forth by faith. Now we understand that when the disciples got on the ship and headed to the other side man a storm come up and was about to sink the ship and you know what the ship was going down i mean it was sinking because they were dealing with their storm as mere men but when everything got hopeless they called upon Jesus and Jesus did what God enabled him to do by being with him. Jesus spoke to the storm, to the waves and to the sea and they made it to the other side. Are, you, are, are most of us just struggling letting Jesus sleep and letting our ships just be wrecked? has to do with marriage, family, finance. Everything we go through comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy. Are you going to just not use your faith and let the ship go down with Jesus in it? Now what will come out of that is your sad story which doesn't breed any encouragement to me or anybody else that hears you. I'm not trying to be mean, but we ought to be at least halfway truthful. Most of us say, hey, brother, hey, man, how you doing, Mr. Dose? Act terrible. My wife's getting old. She's getting wrinkled. I I I've I've got problems. I you know praise God. You know I'm trying to retire. Can't can't uh, can't do it. You know I'm gonna have to work. Phil's trying to get a second job at Walmart. And uh, you know I tell you what, we just man, we're going. Our car's are getting old. Praise God. The other day, Phyllis has started missing, and and uh, mine's got mud all over. Can't get anybody to help me and get it washed, even though I offered to pay my grandson. He is so busy helping everybody else. He ain't got a spare hand to reach out to me, Lincoln. And so, and and, uh, uh, even though it's supposed to have been washed a month ago, but I know this, Jamie Compton's getting his drywall on the wall, but pastor ain't getting the dirt off his truck. Sorry, Jamie. Now, Jamie pays him good, but I pay him like, When he details the car, I pay them what I would pay somebody else to detail it. And it's about $70. Man, you can clean your toenails. You can paint them. You can clean your fingernails. You can take a shower and everything else in two hours and make sure the truck is still clean. And if you're smart enough, you do it in the garage where hot water is and you take a bath while you're giving the truck the bath. But $35 is not enough. Well, let's move on. God is with us. Now, are we just going to let him just be with us? Or are we going to let the world see the benefits of him being with us? We all let the world see that God is with us. Amen? Without faith, God will do nothing. See, it's not God's will that anybody perish. And I'm sure there are people here today that aren't saved. But if you do not use your faith, your believing in God will accomplish zero. The Bible says devils believe and tremble. There are not going to be any devils in heaven. And if you don't make a decision to put your faith in Jesus, you are going to be lost eternally. God doesn't want that, and neither do we. The Bible says that we are to submit ourselves unto the Lord. That word submit means that we are to admonish or to take the advice of another, we are to be obedient and we are to put ourselves under a way that is supreme to us. If we are ever going to experience God with us, we're going to have to submit to God's ways. Now I know that you say, oh, oh, I know that. But the evidence in the overall world church says there's not a case to convince the world that God is with us. We talk out of this side of the mouth, we complain out of this side of the mouth. And we declare our commonality when we see them face to face. We are not common people. We are born again, reconciled. We have experienced a divine change of sin for righteousness, of life for death. Could I get an amen? There's nothing common about you. Hallelujah. So we are to submit to the things of God. And when we do, what we begin to realize is that God is with us. Now, without faith, God can be with us, but we can be overcome by a defeated foe. And I don't know about you, I am just really tired of a defeated foe messing up my game. I am just fed up with it. Well, how do we get out of that? Well, the Bible says this be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Be strong be strong in the Lord be strong in his abiding presence that is with you in other words quit drawing on your weaknesses to fight an enemy that you're no match for without God now in that I get this okay God how am I supposed to be strong in the Lord Well, who is the Lord? Is he not the word made flesh? Is the Lord not the word in the beginning was God and God was the word and the word was with God? This right here is the strength of God. What did God use when he faced darkness over the earth? What did he use? The word. What did he use when he faced the storms? The word. So the Bible says Hebrews 1, 2, God's upholding all things, even your benefits, by the word of his power or the word that is infused and reflective and that holds his power. His word holds his power. How are we born again? By an incorruptible word that has faith mixed with it. It frees us from death, raises us from the dead, breaks us out of the kingdom of darkness, seats us in heavenly places in Christ, takes us from being enemies to being sons and daughters, takes us from being cursed to being blessed. You think that if it worked once, we'd just stick with that pattern. Phyllis one time was cooking into, you know, uh, she is an experimentalist. In other words, she just experiments with everything. No matter what recipe she follows, it never comes out right. Uh, you know, there's never enough of this, never enough of that, never, 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 never. So we get all these new creations. And... uh I told her one time, I said, Honey, I love Spanish rice, which I do. So I come home from work, and I've been working, and uh, uh, I sat down, and she said, Okay, here's, a, here's your supper. Well, what is this? She said, Well, that's Spanish rice. I said, Well, that's not how I remember it. <laughs> so... I start taking my spoon and drinking this red broth. And all of a sudden, I go, I said, what are these hard things? She said, I don't know. It must be the rice. And I said, what do you mean the rice? She said, well, I cooked it all. And then it said, put a cup of rice in it. So I put a cup of rice in it. She just never cooked the rice before she brought it to me. Now, was it Spanish rice? It had all the ingredients in it, just didn't have no faith in it. And there are a million of those stories. So we, what I want you to realize is that when God gives us a word it makes us enabled to unveil who he is in us instead of us unveiling who we are without him. Let's go to uh, Exodus 4.15. Exodus 4.15. This is the life of Moses, a man that was a murderer, coward, a liar, but he was a man used of God. Somebody say, There's hope for me. Hallelujah. All right, let's look at verse 15. And the Lord said unto him, Therefore, whosoever, oh, I'm sorry. I said, I'm in Genesis. Let's go over to Exodus. You guys in Exodus? Okay. All right. Exodus, the fourth chapter, verse 15. And thou shalt speak unto him, God talking to Moses about Aaron, and put words in his mouth. And I will be with thy mouth, and with his mouth, and will teach you what ye shall do. And he shall be thy spokesman unto the people, and he shall be even... He shall be to thee instead of a mouth. Moses probably was accustomed to that. He was married. So he knew he didn't have a mouth that did anything right anyway. All right. And it says, and thou shalt be unto him instead of a God. Now, I do not believe in the teaching of the sons of God but I do believe in the fulfillment of the scriptures that when God gives you a promise, that the promise enables you to be the ruler of the problem. We have too many false, powerless gods ruining and ruling our life. Need. Need is a slave master, but God gives us seed that if we will use by faith, that can cause us to increase. So now, who is the master of the need? Jesus said that, the scripture says that when the word of God comes to people, that he says, and then God declares them, That they would be gods. In other words, the word of God is not made for any other kingdom except the participants of the kingdom of God. And it makes you ruler over storms, sickness, and disease, need, lack, battles, temper tantrums, flesh. Come on, somebody. Lust. It makes us rulers Over those things. Hallelujah. You remember what God did to Ezekiel in verse 37? He put God, He put Ezekiel up, and He said, Ezekiel, what do you see? He said, I see a whole valley of dry bones. He said, That's Israel. They're just dead. They've given up walking with me, they've sinned, they've transgressed against me. And even though I once was with them, in the midst of the crisis, they left me. I never left them. But I couldn't be what I wanted to be to them because there was no faith in Israel. And God asked Ezekiel, Hey, Ezekiel, can these bones live? Ezekiel said, "Mm, My answer will be stupid one way or the other. What do you think? He says, I want you to say this to that valley of dry bones. And God gives Ezekiel just what he gives every other man that he walks with. He gave him a word of resolve. And Ezekiel says, "Hey, bones, live!" Yeah, amen. And all of a sudden, there started movement. Yeah, yeah. Here come a flying leg bone. Here come and hopefully they got all put together rightly. I, I, I don't know. I'd hate to end up with a woman's hip when I needed a man's hip. So, but all these bones came together, sinew and joint and elbows and eye sockets, all came together and they became a living, breathing reality. And that's what, when God is with us, as he was with Ezekiel, and he puts a word in our mouth, that he's already described the outcome of that we are to put it in our mouth. Submit to the Lord, you automatically resist the devil and he flees from you. Too many of us got the devil living with us like in-laws. And it's time to stop it. Hallelujah. Remember the centurion had the great revelation. Hey, I'll come to your house and heal your servant. He said, I don't come. Let me tell you the most superior thing that dominates everything is the word that you will speak. And Jesus said, that's faith. Now, how come we speak everything else that our body gives us, our circumstances give us, our checkbooks give us. We all have all of these things, but we never say what Jesus said. We can never ever loose the bones to come together. But I feel bad. I know you feel bad. Been there a million times. But, but I, I, I really am sick. I didn't say you aren't sick. But God says, by his stripes you have been healed. So don't deny that you're sick, but acknowledge that God has put your sicknesses up on Jesus Christ. Well, 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 I tried that for 10 years. I never got anything. Well, let the bones keep moving. Let the sinew keep growing. Let things get back into place. I don't know. When or if you'll get anything, but I do know that it's faith that pleases God, not your results. How many of you remember? Uh, Let's go to Daniel 3. Daniel 3 and verse 20. Yeah, on verse 23. Now these are three Hebrew children been renamed and they are in the kingdom of Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar being a typology of many things but a typology of governmental rule and so forth. The government tried to tell them to bow and what to worship, how to worship, where to worship and all that kind of stuff and they said, well, we aren't doing that. So the king gets so mad that he... Heats the furnace seven times hotter than it's ever been. It's so stick and hot, the hot dogs get done before they're out of the package. And the men that are bringing to throw them in burn up. But Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego don't. And it says this, and these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down bound into the midst of the burning fiery furnace and then Nebuchadnezzar the king was astonished rose up in haste and he spake and said unto his counselors did we not catch three men bound into the midst of the fire they answered and said unto the king true O king and he answered and said well lo I see four men down there, and I see four men loose, untied, walking in the midst of the fire, and they have no hurt, and the fourth of, and the form of the fourth is like the Son of God, the Emmanuel of Isaiah. No matter where you are, Jesus is with you in your fire. Now you can talk how you want to talk or you can put faith in what he said he would do. I'll be with you. I'll meet every need for you. The battle will not be yours. It'll be mine. Stop fighting mental battles. They don't belong to you. They belong to God. Get in the word, get your mind renewed and start speaking what the word said to you. And as you do, they will see that there is somebody with you that is not with them. You remember Genesis, the 19th chapter, when the Lord stopped by to see Abraham? Abraham said, what are you doing here, God? I'm headed for Sodom and Gomorrah. Angels have been telling me that sin is going on down there and I just thought I'd take a stroll down and to see if it's really true. Now this is God. This is a pre-manifestation of Jesus Christ before the virgin birth. And he says, I'm going to go down and see if it's true. And what does Jesus What does God do? He walks right into the midst of Lot's vexation. Oh, but Lot shouldn't have been there. Lot shouldn't have done that. I know it. We shouldn't do half of what we do. But that doesn't mean that God's not with us. Lot couldn't free himself. Lot couldn't break free of the situation. And he was vexed even though he was a righteous man. But the Lord joined himself with Lot in the midst of Lot's what we would call disobedience and compromise. God walks right down there and joins himself to Lot. The city is so perverted that it wants to have sexual relationships with the angels. Lot's Daughters are already married to two men that desire each other. They're married to homosexuals. Nothing wrong. Everybody's a sinner in some way before you get saved. And so they were married to two homosexuals. And the angel of the Lord tells God, Jesus Christ tells Lot gird yourself up we're leaving this place well Lot's wife didn't want to go we know that she turns into a pillar of salt but Lot is delivered by God because he obeys what God said to his life God was with Lot in the midst of everything we think he did wrong, God was still there. And God is with you right where you are no matter what's going on in your life. And if he said he would meet all your needs, then find a scripture and say, God, meet this in Jesus' name and stand up by faith, start rejoicing, talk faith, things that are not as though they are, praise, worship God, and let people know where you stand. And you will find out the God who he was is the God who he'll be on your behalf. Then we remember judges, poor old Gideon, named Zerubbabel, poor guy. And... uh God says this to Gideon. And the Lord looked on him and said, now remember, he's beaten out a handful of meal. He's beaten out a living for his family. His mindset is, I am the broke of the brokest of my family. I am the worst shape of anybody. And it says... I looked upon, the Lord looked upon him. Here, God is with Gideon. And he says, go in this thy might, and thou shalt save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have I not sent thee? What do you mean, sent thee? I sent you when I said you're a great man of valor. When I say something, you can do with it what you want, or you can stay right where you're at. And then it says in Judges 6, 16. And the Lord said in him, Surely I will be with thee, and thou shalt smite the Midianites as one man joined with me. Are your Midianites stealing everything you got? Does it seem like you almost get ahead and then here it comes? Uh, you know, I got joy, and the next day you got depression. Well, I got this, and I got stop 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 God is with you he's not separated from you he is with you and what he has he's waiting for you to receive remember he meets all my needs according to his riches and glory your faith determines to God that which you want met. He will still be with you, and you can still fail. You can still be in the house and never tear up the roof. You can be in the house to be healed, and God's there to do it, and there is no faith from you. God has not failed us. Not at all. He is with us. The question is, will you let him show himself strong? Will you be strong in him? Not in the power of your might, but him. Will we become the man that walks with God. As Nicodemus said, no man can do what you do. Are we going to do what no man can do? You know, I just lost my brother Charlie a while back, and nobody believed in me that I know of any more than Charlie Dosick. One year, the IRS called us and said, we need records of all of his giving for the last three years. So Nikki said, why? They said, nobody can give 95% of what they make he said, okay, we'll send it. So we all, they got it all together and sent it. Almost every dime that he made, he gave. I would tell him, Charlie, don't, don't do that. huh eh, that's what I'm going to do. We need to do what God's called you to do. I said, well, I know that, but, you know, God God will do it. Well, he said, I know it. He's taking care of me. And when Charlie passed in that hospital room, the nurse had just left the room, and she heard that, heard this. Get these blankets off me. I'm going home. So she comes back in the room, and He's dead. No blankets on him. They're in the floor. I guess you don't need blankets to make it to heaven. And uh, so anyway, he goes to heaven. And uh, I told them, I said, I'm not going to do his funeral. I said, "I I just don't think I could. But at that time, in that room... I began to cry. And then I said to myself, why would I cry about a man that has obtained all that he desired in Christ? I have never shed one tear from that point on. Never. Why? I know where he's at. I know he has joined the crowd of the witnesses. I know that he's received his crown. I know that he's with God. And I know he is where I'm headed. So why would I? sorrow I would grieve yes but not sorrow for to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord so I know that sometimes people would think that I'm hard if Phyllis dies I'm going to miss her I probably put on weight but I'm going to miss her and I'm going to change some of the speed dials we got for supper and lunch Uh, but I'm not going to shed tears because I know where she's at. I might even come up with some original thoughts and I'm allowed to express. It might be a whole new world to me. hallelujah, God is with you. Wherever you are, John, God will meet every need. Be strong in the Lord. Be strong in the place that God's might is revealed. Be strong in the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Stand to your feet. Hallelujah. Now, Wednesday night, I'm continuing the series on tribulations and persecutions. Hallelujah. I, I believe you'll be blessed as we continue this. Hallelujah. Father, thank you. I loose God right now, healing in the area of kidney problems. I speak God to a gland that is inflamed now I curse God the ducts of that gland that it will drain that it will go down in the name of Jesus loose them right now and God I speak Father to someone that is dealing with vertigo I curse that right now and I ask you God to right that center and balance that in the name Of Jesus Christ. Praise God. Father we worship you. We worship you. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Father I thank you. Oh Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 If you have spurs on the heels. You have spurs on the heel of your feet. I curse those spurs right now even up on the pad of your feet I curse those spurs and I command you to come out of them loose them in the name of Jesus Christ hallelujah I loose God and I curse this cataract that is trying to form on this lady on the right eye I curse it right now in the name of Jesus and I command that cataract to loose her and to come out of her. God, I pray for migraine headaches. Not only those, God, that come into people's lives, but, God, those that have come in because of injury, accidents. I curse every migraine headache right now. I curse its root cause. I command you, you devil, I command you to come out of them right now. And I forbid you to return. In Jesus' name. Now, God, I ask you to heal a vertebrae as God in the neck. In Jesus' name. And I thank you for it. Amen and amen. Now for the greatest miracle that could ever take place. If you're here today and you're not a Christian, you say, Pastor, I realize that God's not with me. There's only one way to have him Rejoin you. The Bible says in Isaiah 52 that your sins have separated you from God. You have to get sin out of the way. There's only one way that you can get sin out of your way, and that's by the blood of Jesus Christ that washes away our sin. If you're here today and you're not a Christian, if you're here today and you doubt your Christianity, I'm going to ask you when I count to three to raise your hand up high because I want to pray with you. One, realize that a decision is at a moment, but eternity is forever. Two, the only decision that God asks you is will you follow Jesus? This is where I need to raise your hand you're not sure, or if you're not a Christian. Three, raise it up. Raise it up so I can see it. Come on, raise it up. If you're around somebody that uh, I don't see, please make sure I see them, okay? Alrighty, praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Uh, somebody has ulcers. Uh, your stomach, it You're having problems with digestion, and it's in the upper part of your stomach. And in the name of Jesus, I curse those ulcers. Now, God, I loose the working of miracles. Now, go home, stop, eat whatever you need to eat, and uh, you'll be fine. There'll be no acid reflux. There'll be no side effects or anything of that nature. Now, hallelujah, don't forget our Christmas Eve service. I love Christmas Eve service. Oh, Fred. Okay, Fred, come up here and give your testimony. Where are you at, Fred? Oh, come up here, Fred. Roll down the aisle. You you roll faster than you walk. No, no, Fred has a great testimony. He uh, was cleaning gutters. How old are you, Fred? Seventy. Does your wife know how to clean gutters? Let her go up there. See, Phyllis is younger than me, so I let her do that stuff. Now, Fred, you was up cleaning the gutters of your house.
7: I was up there to clean the gutters and everything, and I don't know if I had slipped off or what. anyway, when I came down, I lost in the gutter. All of a sudden, I seen God's hand come down and guide me. I just come to the back door. With a big uh, slab of concrete, I was that close to death. His hand came down.
3: So while you're seeing gutters, I see his hand. His hand came down and, and moved me. you away from that concrete slab.
7: And, uh, the uh, part of part bed was still moist. You know, when I hit that and I just <smack> stuck to it. <laughs> I didn't move. Did. Anyway, my hip. I got a rod in here, all the way down. Pins holding it together. Third year we went to the doctor. X-rays. Is everything's healing just fine? Now it's come back no more. No more doctors or nothing. Good deal, Fred.
3: <clears throat> Praise God. <clears throat> Hallelujah. That is great, Fred. Now, some of you might say, oh, I don't believe that stuff. Well, maybe it'll never
7: happen to you. There's one more thing. Yes. In the ambulance, they take my blood pressure and everything. And the guy standing was sitting there, he had to be an angel in disguise. But
3: he said, isn't God good? Isn't God good? You're right. You know, folks, I'm telling you, people see angels. Angels do things. God is involved in your life, and God is with you. Amen? So let's keep that in mind God is with us Whatever you need He's there to meet that need Emmanuel Hallelujah Father in the name of Jesus I loose blessing upon every family Upon every business I lose God increase God I loose increase Because you said That the righteous are blessed They're blessed going in and going out. God, their troughs are blessed. Their fields are blessed. Their stock is blessed. God, the labor of their hands are blessed. And God, you bless the righteous. Now, God, I bless them, and I loose increase, strength and healing and joy all in the Holy Ghost. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you. See you Wednesday night. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah.